From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Who is the private dick that all the chicks think is a sex machine? Certainly ain't me. Hell yes, Mr. Robert thank you very much. It is me, Mike. This is Mike Davidson Lives. Thanks for downloading this latest go-around, hanging out with me for the next half hour as I talk about this, that, and uh, whatever the hell else might come to mind. R.I.P. Richard Roundtree passed away Tuesday. My wife and I celebrated our 8th anniversary Tuesday, age of 81. Unfortunately, at the time, he was battling uh, pancreatic cancer. And uh, not not that there's any such thing as a good kind of cancer, but that's about as worse a cancer as you can get. Uh, of course, we all know him from Shaft, a bunch of sequels after that. He actually appeared in the uh, reboot uh, with Samuel L. Jackson back in 2000. And the sequel to that reboot, 2019. And I forgot there was a sequel to that, but that seems like a weird thing. A sequel 19 years after the fact for a reboot. Eh, well. Uh, but very iconic, Richard Roundtree, uh, and of course, condolences to his family. And I want to apologize, because usually I, I do this Sunday and Wednesday nights. Doing this Thursday night, dropping it Friday morning. I was just too damn tired last night. I I, I got home, I was trying to do a little reading, my eyes were heavy. I, I finally got the kids to go to sleep. And I'm just tired. I'm sitting in the recliner. I'm eyeing the stairs. I'm like, okay, I got to get up in the studio. Got to get up in the studio. No, I don't. No, I can't. I just can't. I needed it, man. Uh, Sometimes work does that to you. Sometimes life does that to you. And I I know I took like, I had like a five-day weekend not too long ago. Need uh, another one of those. (laughs) Work that European uh, lifestyle there. By the way, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, Tuesday was our anniversary. I uh, got my wife, uh, what did I get her? Jewelry box for her rings and her pendant. She, she has to take her uh, engagement and wedding ring off for her job. So I got her something nice to put that in. And I also got her a couple of coffee canisters, uh, ceramic ones. My, uh, my son decided to play Tower with a couple of the ones that she had. They came crashing down on the kitchen floor. I uh, couldn't use them anymore, so I had to get her some new ones. Uh, she got me a, a lovely picture frame with our wedding photo in it, and I've got a massage coming up Halloween Day, which I took off for uh, the trick-or-treaters in our household. So uh, looking forward to that. I do need that because every, every part of my body just aches right now. By the way, uh, a couple things with the kids. Uh, for one, Logan hates pants. Found that out as I was getting my hair cut uh, Wednesday. <laughs> In the uh, chair next to me as I'm getting my hair cut before I go into work. Grandma's out running errands and stuff. Uh, he just takes off his pants in front of the entire uh, uh, salon. I'd get my, uh, uh, was it, uh, pin-up curls here in Fort Wayne. Uh, Sam, she cuts my hair. She's uh, the sister of a former co-worker of mine. She does a great job. And she, she took it with great aplomb because she herself, a mom with two kids, uh, I don't think uh, they take their pants off in public places. They're old enough to know better. But Logan, two years old, just living his best life. And uh, he went with, with his sisters to trunk or treat at the school today. And the girls had a nice time, a little precursor to Halloween. By the way, I, with everything as heavy as it freaking is right now, I mean, uh, Israel, 
the, the attacks that they went through. Uh, it was 18 dead in Maine. Former gun instructor just snapped. Uh, had a history of mental illness. This happened Wednesday night. Uh, before that, I, I got this story posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. There was a guy who was a pilot off-duty uh, that's being charged with, I think, like 80-something counts of attempted murder because he tried to shut off the engines of a plane mid-flight. That guy gets buried under a whole lot of other stuff because just it seems like everybody has lost their damn mind. Everybody has lost their damn mind. I think uh, I will be doing kind of a special episode next ep- uh, next episode, Halloween theme. Something a little lighter to get our minds off of everything. My mind off of everything. Because I, I keep forgetting that Halloween's next week. And then after that, you know, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas. You got reasons to celebrate, uh, to reflect and be grateful and thankful for a lot of things in your life. My life. Uh, yeah, sometimes you kind of forget that. Although, I, I kudos to my wife. I am going to link this up on the podcast page. Uh, she went on like this Instagram kick. She was looking up Norm Macdonald jokes because she knows that I'm a huge fan of the late, great Norm Macdonald. And uh, she found the joke, uh, the, the turtle in a box joke that he told on Conan O'Brien. I will link that up. She told that to me in the car. I couldn't stop laughing. Like, I was on my lunch break today in the car. She's on the phone with me. She tells it to me. And I'm just imagining him telling this joke, you know, this big, dumb, rambling story. And then he gets to the punchline, and the whole audience just groans in terror. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, we'll, um, uh, I will link that up on the Mike Davidson podcast page if you want to take a gander at that. Okay, um, update time. Hitler on scoreboard. Uh, Michigan State uh, Saturday night before they got obliterated by the Wolverines. I I don't think Hardball had to steal signals for that victory. <laughs> uh, we'll be bird-dogging that one. Um, but they got blown out. Uh, before that, though, on the uh, scoreboard, they had a Hitler trivia question complete with a smiling picture of Hitler black and white and of course uh, it made the rounds on social media everybody was pissed off and an employee at the school uh, I guess responsible for that has been res- uh, suspended with pay Well, he, he may not be as at fault as we once thought because apparently apparently uh, he was running the third party they were using uh, was YouTube that's not third party that's just putting on a freaking streaming video Okay, uh, that is <laughs> that was the third party, and I guess they used the the history quiz channel or something, uh, and they were running that pregame, and that's what happened. Uh, it wasn't like this guy uh, screened it. I don't know if this was a, a live in action YouTube channel or what, uh, but uh, he's the fall guy because they're too damn cheap to have somebody just generate content in house at Michigan State, and that's what gets me. It's a publicly funded school. Uh, they solicit donations left and right. They get, they, they gouge parents and students with money. Uh, you know, hey, you, you gotta give us money. Gotta give us money. Gotta give us money. It's it's at the stadium where they cut corners. Yeah, you run the YouTube channel, and uh, that's going to be as good as anything. Right? Okay. No, you you find a way to uh, be less polit. Uh, uh, 
financially savvy and pay a little extra for that production editor with a camera in the editing bay. Get some trivia, put together your own damn self, make it football-centered, make it sports-centered, don't make it Hitler-centered, okay? And then you'll run into fewer problems like this. God, that... The one place a university finds uh, not to spend money on. Okay, uh, by the way, uh, speaking of money, Bud Light's been hemorrhaging money. In fact, uh, even um, even here, uh, damn near the midway point of the NFL season, uh, Bud Light is finding uh, that they're losing shelf space in a lot of stores because they just can't recoup from the Dylan Mulvaney stuff. Well, they're trying to right the ship after that. Thus, I think starting in 2024... They will be partner, partnering up with UFC. I guess they're going to be the official beer of Ultimate Fighting. Uh, I don't think this is going to affect UFC's ratings so much. I just don't think it's going to do anything for Bud Light. Okay, I, I just I just don't see it. Uh, but it does make sense for them to be uh, teaming up with uh, an entity that involves two half-naked men grappling with each other. I'm... I'm sure that will change Bud Light's image for the better. Best of luck, guys and gals, and uh, however else you identify. Okay, a um, couple Taylor Swift stories because you can't escape. You can't escape her. You just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't turn on the TV. I can't look at social media, and it's not like you know I'm looking for Taylor Swift content. It's just out there. That's how big she is. Yeah, more power for her being successful, but it's just it. It's hard not to think it's a cult, and uh, I can, and I made the comment uh, among a group of friends not too long ago. I can't watch Kansas City Chief games as a casual fan. You know, I'm a Colts fan, but you know, hey, you know, the Chiefs are defending Super Bowl champions. Let's see if they uh, they can repeat. Right, I can't do that now because Taylor Swift is damn near at every game. Rooting on her boy, Travis Kelsey. It's gotten to the point where Ron Gronkowski, of all people, has said, hey, man, enough's enough. We just want to watch football. And with that statement, Ron Gronkowski, the Gronk, uh, he has become, uh, he's no longer the most obnoxious tight end to ever play the game. So uh, congratulations, uh, Travis Pfizer, for taking that slide. But Gronk's... Uh, Gronk and his Gronk brain do have a point here because the networks and Roger Goodell and all this, they're reaching out for that mythical uh, new audience, younger audience, modern audience for football. And they think that, oh, okay, Taylor Swift fans are just going to be enamored with a violent football game that uh, their future ex-boyfriends love. That's not the case. It goes back again to Bud Light when they decided to do that whole Dylan Mulvaney uh, personalized can thing. Know thy P1s. And if you start beating the, the if you start beating the, the celebrity thing with football fans they're going to be turned off. I mean yes, you got the big uh, halftime show at Super Bowl and of course the celebrities at the Super Bowl. Little different. Uh, you, you, you try turning on a just a casual game in a typical Midwestern uh, venue or market like Kansas City, like Nashville, like Indianapolis, you know, mid-market, uh, you're, you're, 
you're watching football. You're not you're not Los Angeles. These aren't the Lakers. They're the Chiefs are crying out loud. And I tell you what, once uh, uh, Travis Pfizer breaks up with um, Taylor Swift or vice versa, those Taylor fans go bye-bye. They go on with her because uh, she is their Lord and Savior, Taylor Christ. So Gronk's got, got it kind of on those. You know, if, if you're covering football, you talk football. Maybe show the camera every now and again. We don't need to see her fist bumping everybody in the skybox. Thank you. Uh, but there are people that are just ungodly obsessed with Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, the comedian Nikki Glazer. She was on Kelly Clarkson not too long ago, and I and I don't, I don't watch Kelly Clarkson. I have a job. Um, I saw this article, a follow up on the interview, and this just astounded me. Uh, Nikki Glazer admitted she has spent twenty five thousand dollars to see Taylor Swift on her Eras tour. Now, if you think that's too much money, no, 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 no. She. She's seen her nine times. So it's not like she spent $25,000 at one show. It's just you know, $25,000 at nine shows. It's far more economical. You know, you're seeing the same playlist every time you go. Uh, but Nikki Glaser, that in itself amazed me. Because, I mean, I know she's a... I wouldn't say she's the greatest comedian out there. I know she's been successful. I didn't know she had $25,000 just to drop to go see the same artist nine times in a year. But there you go. That's what she's doing, and her and her rationale is this: you know, she's in her late thirties, she has no kids. She figures if uh, that's the same sort of money I would spend on summer camp and uh, swim lessons. All right, I am a parent. All right, and yes, kids are expensive. But who in the hell is spending twenty five thousand dollars to send their kids to summer camp and swim lessons? I mean, uh, what, a bucket list of mine, a, a bucket list band of mine, Smashing Pumpkins. I saw them finally soberish a couple weeks ago. Uh, the first time I tried watching them, I was wasted. Not this time. I actually remember the show. It was great. Uh, I spent a grand total of $25 for the ticket, which is one one thousandth of what Nikki Glaser spent to see Taylor Swift, where she saw her nine times. I can't think of an artist, a single artist, where, you know, I would get into the point of selling a kidney or a lung to go see. And there's still quite a few artists I have yet to see. But that is, again, uh, the Church of Taylor Christ right there. Nikki Glaser admitting she spent $25,000 to see one artist nine freaking times. That is uh, more than half a lot of people's annual salary right there. It seems a little out of touch. And that, and that, and that also kind of surprises me. You know, if you're a comedian, theoretically, um, you know, your observations should be kind of mocking something like that, right? And, and don't get me wrong, I have my own hang-ups and, uh, you know, my own hobbies, but they don't include going to the same show nine times, spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, just to give you an idea of how weird um, uh, 2023 is, it's 60 years. Just a no, Yeah, little just a little under 60 years since they hit the United States, both the Beatles and the Stones. 
and they're still putting out new music. Uh, now and then, Beatles, uh, you know, they're um, dropping that single November 2nd on Twitter X. Um, and of course, it's going to feature, of course, the living Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr and the uh, long since departed John Lennon and George Harrison. And uh, this is like a track that uh, they tried putting together back in the 90s when they did the anthology releases. And there was a couple of songs they did, but like now and then they couldn't do because of some tape issues, but they used the magic of AI. So AI is the fifth Beatle on this one. I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I will give it a listen and uh, share my thoughts. That's next week, though. Stones, they have put out Hackney Diamonds, the new album uh, featuring uh, who's who of artists performing with them. And Paul McCartney does jam with them. By the way, I saw that uh, uh, Keith Richards, uh, continuing to piss off younger fans, says that uh, music is like, pop music, rock music today is like a one-way toilet. Garbage in, garbage out, basically. But he called it a one-way toilet. I had no idea that there was a two-way toilet. Uh, he might have been mixing medications again, but he's right. A lot of, a lot of music now sucks. And what I mean by that is like there used to be kind of this thing where you used musicians, you wrote your own songs and you figured it out in the studio and you made magic there. Whereas now everything's a sample, everything's already pre-recorded. You can loop the same drum. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine the Rolling Stones using looped drums. I mean, it sucks that they're without Charlie Watt now. Uh, great drummer. Uh, but yeah, you, I can't imagine half of the uh, any of the freaking bands I uh, grew up listening to uh, using a lot of this technology. It, it just seems soulless. Uh, Stranger Things, by the way, might have to use uh, the technology. Uh, the actor strike still go ongoing. They had negotiations today. Nothing really changed. But if it goes on longer, season five. Uh, if it ever gets resolved, they're going to use the aging technology to make to keep the kids looking young. Yeah, that's yeah. Kids, uh, yeah, kids get older, and you know their voices get deeper and deeper. Um, and they're probably going. To, yeah, it, it's probably going to get to the point where um, <laughs> uh, they're going to have to hide the the fact that Millie Bobby Brown had like three kids. Uh, at one point, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding here. I mean, God, I don't know if she's ever going to have kids. It's not my damn business. But the thing I'm striking here at is uh, this actor strike has gone on for so damn long, and they're now contemplating using the same shit that they uh, used to make uh, uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro look a hell of a lot younger in The Irishman. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, by the way, there's a there's a new book out about Siskel and Ebert. Uh, I linked this up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, and I I do want to read this book uh, because these guys were uh, great film critics. I mean, I didn't agree with everything they said about movies, but like you compare what they wrote or said about any movie back then. Uh, to any critic now, it's night and day. Now, not all the time was it constructive, but you got a clear sense as to why the movie worked for them or did not work for them. It's not um, 
uh, fan media where it's all fawning over stuff and you're not allowed to criticize a movie. These guys were fearless in their own criticisms and I think that's been lost today um, with uh, the Rotten Tomatoes and uh, the Ain't It Cool News and all that other stuff. But uh, there's an excerpt of the uh, book where they were on Cisco, or, or they were on the Tonight Show. Johnny Carson, Chevy Chase was there. This was just going into the holiday break, and um, you know Johnny's asking them their opinion, and said, uh, Roger, you know about stuff. And he's like, "Okay, is there a movie you don't recommend for the Christmas season?" And Roger Ebert said, "Unfortunately," and Chevy Chase is sitting there making faces, of course, because he's a dick. Uh, Roger Ebert did say Three Amigos. He just didn't find the movie funny. Now, I like Three Amigos. I don't know if it's a great comedy. It's it's all right. But, you know, he, he broke it down. He said, hey, look, you know, Chevy Chase has been in funnier movies and all that stuff. Uh, but it just the ballsiness of it, to give your opinion, well, when somebody like that is sitting right there, you know, being an immature penis, um, it's it's lacking in a lot of criticism. And I don't know, I don't know, again, if it's just because you get kind of caught up in wanting to appease the fans, appeal to the fans of movies, um, or you're afraid of being uh, politically incorrect, but like Roger Ebert and uh, Gene Siskel back in the day were the premier film critics. And it's, it's missing nowadays. Of course, that would require a newspaper and nobody reads those damn things anymore. Uh, by the way, if you're watching uh, movies on Peacock, NBC streamer, uh, you're part of a growing audience. Four million subscribers uh, joined Peacock in the last uh, th quarter, which is good. And I think they're going to get Oppenheimer on there, which uh, did pretty well this uh, this past summer. Uh, and just to show you how successful NBC Peacock has been with these uh, new subscribers... It only lost six hundred million dollars in the third quarter. That's less uh, a loss than it was in the second quarter or the first quarter. These things are still losing money. These guys don't know how to make money with it, and you just got to get rid of some of these streamers. These studios have to stop doing it themselves. They can't do it themselves. They're pretty bad at doing it themselves. Um, you know, when it was just like Netflix, Hulu, and whatever. That's one thing. Now you got Paramount Plus, Peacock, you've got uh, Max, and whatever the hell else, Disney Plus. And of course, Disney not knowing their ass from their elbows on this. Uh, very striking. Very, very striking. Okay, so I will have, if I don't have this already, this will be linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. But uh, going into the holiday season here, um, The Hill put out a story about um, stores and uh, loss prevention and shrinkage, shoplifting. 1.6% um, rate of inventory loss. That's up from 1.4 million the year previous. Um, the greatest portion of shrink, 65%, came from external theft, yeah, uh, which include organized shoplifting incidents, i.e. The, um, the viral videos you see of people just you know, you get like dozens of people running into the store, smash and grab, smash and take, run out. Nobody arrests them. Uh, the worst cities, and, and I'm doing kind of air quote top 10 because it's more. There's a lot of ties. 
Uh, the worst cities for shoplifting. Los Angeles, number one. The Bay Area. Oakland, San Francisco, number two. Houston, three. New York, four. Seattle, five. Surprise, six is Atlanta. Tied for seventh, Sacramento and Chicago. And I believe uh, tied for, what is this, ninth? Denver, Miami, and Albuquerque. And that's a problem going on in a lot of cities. Of course, you had uh, the fund the police not too long ago, years back. You know, crime criminals feel more emboldened. Cops don't feel as bold to stop them because they don't know if anybody's got their back, if things go wrong. And a lot of these stores aren't taking the precautions to prosecute them. They're more likely to hinder you as the consumer for this problem. That's why you see things like laundry detergent chained on shelves and and uh, other things behind glass plastic cases that you wouldn't have seen years ago. You're you're going to be the one that's inconvenienced because other people don't know how to behave, and the people that you are shopping from, the uh, don't know how to take a stand. Yeah, there, there's that whole thing, the customer's always right. Well, if nobody's paying for anything, they can't be the customer, so why aren't you stopping them? Eh, makes you wonder, right? Uh, hey, speaking of California, I think this is out in San Jose, or so, somewhere in the Bay Area. Uh, you can own yourself a two-story house uh, that once was used to manufacture meth. Uh, and, of course, the city is selling it at a bargain price of $1.55 million. It's kind of a fixer-upper. By the way, you have to pay to clean up the house. You have to pay for the industrial waste uh, that this meth head, who got arrested, by the way, uh, left in the house. They're not going to clean it. You're going to clean it. And I'm sure it's just in a great neighborhood. $1.55 million dollars. To live in your very own dream meth house. What is wrong with California? And it's hemorrhaging people with common sense. Anybody who wants to pay a lower tax rate. Anybody who can't stand any of the decisions going on. And yet they keep uh, the media keeps making Gavin Newsom look like uh, the next president of the United States. I don't think he's running that in 2024, but... They keep just, they make him look presidential, whereas you actually look at his record out there and you're just like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. All right, let's wrap it up with a few Halloween stories. And again, uh, next episode, I'll probably go a little more Halloween heavy. John Carpenter, he's got a new show coming out. He's promoting it. And somebody was asking him if he sees himself as the master of horror. And he just kind of shrugged and said, I don't see myself as the master of anything, really. Uh, you know, all I want to do is play video games, watch basketball, spice <laughs> funks and pot, and uh, eat popsicles. Um, he didn't say the pot thing; I just assumed it. Uh, but you know what? I mean, that you got to give him credit for being a bit humble on that because I mean, he has given us some pretty good staples in horror. I mean, Halloween was basically the granddaddy of slash uh, teen slasher movies and made Jamie Lee Curtis a star. Yes, I know her mom was Janet Lee and her dad was Tony Curtis, but I mean, that movie was her breakout role. 
And, um, you know, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing with uh, Kurt Russell. Holy shit. That blood test scene. I've seen that movie at least a half dozen times. And every time I see that thing, I know it's coming up. But it scares the crap out of me. It's, it's so well done. Um, and there's other stuff, too, like They Live and Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York. He, he's got he's got a resume and he's got fans um but for him to say no I'm not the master it's it's uh it's nice to see him have some humility <laughs> when uh when confronted with something like that by the way in Washington state going back out west here you can't use a scary clown as a passenger to get into the um, carpool lane as one person found out this is on the Mike Davidson Facebook page cop uh cited him and by the way you get paid two hundred dollars you have to pay two hundred dollars extra if you use a dummy so it's one thing okay if you're driving in the carpool lane by yourself uh you, you have to pay a ticket but if you get caught with the dummy two hundred dollars more why couldn't he find something a little more flesh colored i mean yeah i get it. it's halloween it's funny and everything but it, it kind of stands out and the cop is going to notice that there's something with a big painted face staring right out the frickin' window. Common sense, again, leaving the West Coast. Well, you know, I can't really say uh, common sense is all that common out here in the Midwest. Wrapping this up, um, there is a woman over in Ohio next door to us. And this is, this is a frickin' newspaper. This, this kind of goes to show you how um how bad our esteem problems are here in the states uh and how bad it is for a lot of newspapers this is a cincinnati inquirer interviewing this woman who identifies as a vampire not not an evil vampire not somebody's gonna suck your blood or anything but she identifies as a vampire and this story is written seriously and she's talking about, you know, how she gets her face uh, to look the way it does. That's right. A woman who identifies as a vampire uses a mirror to put on her makeup. It's a silly world. All right. Uh, with that all said and done, I'm done. Till next time. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live. 